All right, we are here for another podcast together under the influencer, Eric Lugo and Danny McGady. This is our, well, this is my fifth podcast. This is only your fourth. I don't appreciate the fourth. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I cheated I've, on you. Yeah, but it I was, thought we had a partnership. But it was such a great podcast. Yeah, I'm going to give you that, but not on your end. I'm going to give it straight up to her. Okay. Yeah. Anna was pretty cool. She's awesome. Yeah, but... But I still don't like it. <laughs> Noted. Today, we're actually going to talk about a pretty serious topic. And I wanted to discuss this because this week marks a little over a year since I have been done with my stage two thyroid cancer journey. So this next two weeks, I am prepping myself with low iodine diets. I'm getting thyroglobin shots and I'm going to the hospital three days in a row for those shots and then I get my scans. So fingers crossed, lots of prayers, good vibes coming my way that I am good to go. If I pass this scan, then I don't have to worry about another scan for another two years. You're gonna be good. I think I'm going to be good. Yeah. I I feel good about it. Yeah. I, f- I fought a good hard battle. You're badass, Jake. <laughs> you got it. But I wanted to talk about this because when I got diagnosed, Danny and I were just dating. Maybe almost a year were we just dating. So things were still kind of new, but not. Like we were in a serious relationship. But and to be diagnosed with cancer when you're dating someone, it's. It's crazy. What were you worried about? Uh, you know, one thing By about... By the way, we have never spoken about this. No, we haven't. What were you worried about? For me, it wasn't so much during... Well, actually, when I got diagnosed, and I want to talk about when I called you, mm-hmm. yeah. because what I was worried about was honestly your reaction. So a lot of people don't know Danny's ex had cancer, so he's dealt with this in a relationship before. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I got diagnosed, now we both knew I was going for a biopsy Sure. and I honestly didn't think cancer was going to be on the radar at all because the doctor who sent me to go get my biopsy told me you're young, you're healthy where it is 99% of the time it's benign. So don't even worry about it. I actually forgot. I even had an appointment because it was the day after Thanksgiving and my phone went off alerting me, go to your doctor's appointment. So it wasn't on my radar at all. And then, unfortunately, that day I got diagnosed, and I called you second. I called my mom first. You were my second phone call. Do you remember that phone call? do. Sitting at my desk, and uh, I knew what was happening. But I heard you on the phone, and I heard you upset, and I knew what you had just found out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, where are you? You said, at Whole Foods. Yeah, couldn't even that hear me, I'm sure. very graceful. <laughs> How I said, oh, my God, at Whole Foods. Well, could you imagine? No, 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 I can't. I'm not, I mean, this is just, uh, I right. mean, this is years later. Yes. So, no insensitivity, everyone. But, <laughs> I'm like, where are you? You're like, Whole Foods. So, I, I came and I met you, and we just sat in the car. And um, I knew you were going to be okay. Because I had been through a little bit of this before, but right. um, it's very hard to not. It's very hard to not. Um, uh, 
understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Try to relate it to anything that I can relate it to and be insensitive or oversensitive. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I needed you to go through what you were going through at the time. Right. And so the whole way over there, yeah, I was sitting in my office, got in my car. This is what was going through my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got to you and we sat in the car and you cried for a while. Yeah. So I overthunk it. Yeah. Sat in the car for like an hour in Whole Foods and just cried. Yeah, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what I was worried about on my end was obviously I just got diagnosed with stage two cancer and no one could ever prepare you to hear those words. But for me... I remember on the phone and in the car when you came to get me, I was constantly saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you don't deserve do someone who's going through this and we're just dating. Like, you don't have to stay with me. You mm-hmm. don't have to be with yeah, me during this. Yeah, you were this. real weird about that, actually. Yeah, and I, I don't know why I was that way. I think it was a, I'm a mess. Let me save you from seeing me this way. I only want you to see me in a good light versus what I'm about to go through. Yeah. And I think that was my big fear. Not I think. I know it was my big fear. So I get diagnosed. We go through doctor's appointments. And day of surgery. Do you remember what that was like? Yeah, I do. Um, I got down there. Your mom had picked you up. Mm -hmm. Or you stayed. I drove you to your mom's house the night before. Right. Because my surgery was super early in the morning. Yeah, so then um, dropped you off. There were the, the tears and the mm-hmm. hugs and all that stuff. Um, then I went home, came back in the morning before you went into surgery with yeah. Jenny Mayo. And she's yeah. crying. For, she was probably crying more than you were. Yeah. And in, the, in the room, yeah. <laughs> we only were allowed X amount of people. And I, I didn't have Connor there because I didn't want Connor yeah, to see me right. go through all that and see me recover and all all that in the hospital but I remember being in that room and like I asked Jenny to braid my hair because the nurse was like you've got long hair like take it back it's gonna get bloody and I'm like oh my gosh my hair is gonna get bloody and (laughs) Jenny was like I got this yeah Jenny's like I got this and then I had a donut blanket for comfort with me (laughs) Jenny first of all let's preface this yes Jenny Mayo is is amazing who says or she doesn't say this, but love, if you needed what? A kidney. Jenny would give it to me. <laughs> yeah. So this Jenny is how she always yeah, explains. Yeah. So Jenny, Jenny is like my is like a second mother. Like we're best friends, but she's, <laughs> she's like she's like a, a second mother in the regard to she's always trying to take care of me. <laughs> That's the thing. All right. Yes. Okay, all right. She's but, super super yeah, motherly. So yeah. she's there. Motherly towards you. Yes, towards <laughs> yeah, me. Let's yeah. clear that. But anyways, back on subject. So my mom's there. My best friend's there. Danny's there. And we're all just kind of waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting. And then finally the nurse tells me they're going to take me back and they they inject me with the stuff so I can start getting loopy on my way there. And I just start crying. Getting wheel. And I could actually cry right now thinking about it. Yeah, I'm not going to cry. But you kind of like it. I remember exactly yeah. what it is. It's, it's a little bit emotional. Yeah. I just keep talking because I don't want to cry. Yeah. But what did you think when I got wheeled away? So. Like how I, was all that? Uh, seeing me get prepped and then seeing me get wheeled off. I wanted to. Don't say wheeled off. Well, I was, was wheeled off. get wheeled off. <laughs> I did. I got wheeled <laughs> off. 
<laughs> I mean, it's not for life. But you but know I what I mean. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I knew that you were going to be okay, uh, but I didn't like the way you were feeling, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what bothered me the most. So, <sighs> it was a long wait. Just yeah, and I knew that it was going to be a thing after you were done. Yeah, you know what I mean. So. You know, how long How long was surgery? I don't remember. Uh, we were there for a It was a while. No, I mean, I don't think the surgery was that long. It's what happened after. So what yeah. happened after, and I remember this, actually. I remember waking up in the recovery and screaming and crying and frantic. And yeah, I what was... What the hell's wrong with you? I have no idea. That was like a <laughs> scene on the movie. With, yeah, that... That has nothing to do with how, like, she wakes up in the morning. Thank God. <laughs> but, I, but I do remember that, and I remember a nurse rushing in, and I was back out. So it's, they said when I came out of anesthesia the first time, I was a mess, and they had to put me back asleep. And that's yeah. what took forever for you guys to wait longer. First one that went back was your mom, though. Yeah. So you... <laughs> I don't remember any of this. So yeah. here's the deal. You woke up. You went ham. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And, and then I, passing right back out. Honestly, God, I'm sitting there. Jenny Mayo's on my, if I sit there, she's on my right. Your mom's on my left. Rodney is far left. And uh, <laughs> they came out and they're like, yeah, she just really flipped out. <laughs> they did. Did they really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do believe that that's right. If I if I didn't dream this, yeah. this is accurate. She just really flipped out. So, uh she back under. under. So then she, no, I don't think they gave you anything. <laughs> oh, I just she went back right back. <laughs> no, I think that, like you were like dreaming. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, hey, I did. I was yeah. like punching and trying to rip my wires off. Yeah. But then I feel like they split right after that. Yes. You calmed down. I and clearly then, remember waking up, going ham, throwing punches and being right back out. Yeah. So then... I mean, beyond that, mm-hmm. I don't recall that much until I was sitting in that room with you and your sister came in. Was me. I still asleep at this you point? You were out. You were done. Yeah. You were done, so. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Don't let me forget. No, I know. I know the story, story. you're, yes. you're going to say. But what was it like seeing me post-surgery in that state? Uh, I mean, at that juncture, for me, I knew that you were my girl. So In what way? Like that I didn't want anybody else, like ever mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Even when it. you saw me like that. Yeah, you were all sorts of jacked up too. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Like what- Jenny Mayo looked at you when we walked back, saw the incision. Yeah. And she was like, oh, Jesus, she's not going to be all right. <laughs> she did. She flipped out. She knows, yeah. Right. But yeah. how was it for you to see as someone who's dating me to see me, A, out of it, days confused, a and let's be honest, that scar was, it was it, it was, was intense. intense, and I had you know tubes coming out of it, and you see me sleeping there. What was it like for you to see me that way? So for me, that part didn't play. It it didn't even matter. Mm. I I was already in love with you, mm. and this is no BS. This is not <laughs> scripted. I can't believe I just said that now, actually. But um, I already knew that I loved her. I knew that I was going to marry her at some juncture, if that is what she wanted. I actually could have had a relationship with you and been 
boyfriend and girlfriend and never got married. Yeah. And everything would be fine, mm-hmm. too. But um, I knew that she was my girl. So I don't know. I was more worried. I, I knew that she was going to be okay. You know, I, I knew that you were going to be all right. Yeah. On so when you first saw me, what was your first thought? Do you remember? When you came in or out? When I came out of surgery and I'm all. Yeah, you're pretty jacked up. Yeah. 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 So. It was, it was an incision. It, yeah. And so for most people who don't understand thyroid cancer, I had a full thyroidectomy, which means they took away my whole thyroid and they took away 33 lymph nodes. Let's go left to right about six inches. Yeah. It, I mean, it took up my whole, the front of my neck. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, when you have a thyroidectomy, it's that huge scar. It looks like someone tried to cut your head off. And you've got a tube coming out of it to drain the blood, the drainage. And you're all puffy because you're pumped of all these things to help recover. And I just, I remember going to the bathroom when I was finally able to get up saw my scar and just started crying. She lost it. I lost it. I can't explain. Here's the thing. When you're in that situation and you just had surgery to remove cancer and a major organ in your body and you see yourself like that, like I could almost cry remembering what it was like for me to be there. Yeah. I. I, That's a really rough spot to be in to support too. Because you're yeah. like, yeah, man, that's uh, you look great. It's about a scar, but that yeah. Fucking a scar <laughs> is gigantic. Yeah, you know. And I'm so used to, you know, uh, this is gonna sound really vain and vapid, but I'm so used to my career being in front of people and taking photos and being, you know, out in public with my life. What does vapid mean? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like self-centered or. Let's ask. Let's ask Alexa. Yeah, I don't know that word. What does vapid mean? <laughs> vapid means offering nothing, nothing that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go we're with gonna a different word. <laughs> we offer. <laughs> dick. So, anyways, it's self-centered, not vapid. It was self-centered of me, but I thought, oh my gosh, I look terrible, and. Looking back at that moment, and and we'll talk a little bit more about this. I'm getting ahead of myself, but you wanted to tell a story about when my sister came in. So for those of you who don't know, my older sister is hilarious. She is amazing. amazing. Um, She has a 16-year-old, and then she also has three under four at this point. (laughs) Three under four boys. Yeah. Um, She's had them back to back to back. So when I had this surgery, she was pregnant. And Danny told me the story after. You tell you tell. So best. where did I meet Tori first? Thanksgiving? I, Thanksgiving, Is that yeah. Right? I your, think so, yeah. 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 So I knew I liked her. Right <laughs> <away>. <laughs> like right when I met her, I knew I liked her. And uh, <laughs> we, had a, we had a pretty good conversation at Thanksgiving, if that's what it was, Thanksgiving. And uh, Ted and I did. We were talking about tunes and stuff like that. So it was comfortable when I was in there just with you. Yeah. And then I saw Tori come in and she was very uncomfortable. I could tell she was uncomfortable. Because she was like eight months pregnant. Almost. Well, yeah. not, not even just that. She was uncomfortable about you. Oh, yeah. But okay. she was super pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mama was bust. Yeah. And so Fit Love is, you were asleep. You don't even remember no. us being in there. Mm-mm. So I'm sitting there, 
And I mean, I'm just sitting there. I probably have my feet propped up on the bed, just making sure you're breathing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so then here comes Tori. And I'm like, hey, Tori, how are you? She goes, ah, fucking pregnant, man. She didn't drop the F bomb. She did. I no, she, she did not. I am 90%. I'm pretty sure. positive Tori did not say the F bomb. I know my sister. She probably just said, pregnant, man. Tori? I was there, <laughs> and I think that's what happened. Anyway, that but was I a think funny Tori story. had just flat out had yeah. pregnant, <laughs> pregnant man. man. <laughs> so then I get to go home. I get cleared to go home. Here's where it goes wrong: the aftermath. Yes, that's where this is where everything... things go wrong. Yes. Yeah. So I get cleared to go home. Danny takes me home. He drives me home. My parents wanted to take me home and. Danny, I wanted Danny to take me home. And I remember getting home and again hating how I looked. Second of all, you nobody can be around you. You were radioactive. No, that that was later. That was in March. We're talking January, my surgery. I'm not radioactive oh, yet. <laughs> different spot. Different spot. I'm talking about me going home from surgery. Oh. Get with it, McGady. Get with it. So, my apologies. Danny takes me home, and I remember getting dressed in my comfy clothes, and just I'm feeling awful. I look awful. I'm puffy and pale and dark circles, and not to mention the large scar across my neck. In Fit Love's own world oh. in her head, there, by the way. Yes. Yes. So I remember looking in the mirror and I just remember crying of how I look because I didn't recognize myself. And one thing that will always stick out to me is this is when I lived in my old condo. So I had the walk-in bathroom and the big mirror on the on the wall. And I'm looking at myself and you come up behind me and hug me. Yeah. And you just say, you're beautiful. Yeah. And you know, uh, I you, you always remember that. A certain kind of way. How do you say that? Some type of way. Some type of way. Yeah. You're feeling But so I'll nice. always remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You just looked at me and said, you're beautiful. And yeah. I just, that really meant a lot to me at that time. Good. Yeah. So I remember that. <laughs> but like Danny said, this is where stuff gets real. So fast forward to March. My surgery was January 17th. Then in March, I had to go radioactive. I had to be isolated from Connor, from Danny, from my pets. I couldn't, I couldn't have anything around me for 10 days while I literally go radioactive. Um, I was a danger and a threat to society. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. But, no, like but I they, was, they, do they inject you with radioactive? radioactive yeah. Well, I don't even know how to finish that sentence. Radioactive, radioactive therapy? therapy? Well, I don't know. No, that's not therapy. So, but after... Uh, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so the real battles came certainly after cancer surgery and cancer radiation because I, I would say that's where our relationship started to take a turn and I'm going to say my piece with it and I think it started to take a turn not I think if you hear those dogs in the back it's the dogs I apologize but when you are diagnosed with cancer and you are dating someone or just in a relationship, you almost feel almost you must feel like a burden for one. And then for me, because you had already been through that. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm the second woman in his life to have cancer and he's going to have to go through this again. So I felt awful. But then also something about cancer for me, I felt like it, it stole my femininity and I no longer felt. Center. 
interesting. I no longer felt sexy. I no longer felt desirable. I no longer felt like Erica Lugo, this badass chick. Instead, I constantly felt like I was a problem. I felt like I wasn't good enough for you. I felt like I wasn't pretty enough or sexy enough or fit enough or whatever. And I just, I didn't feel like a woman. It, it's just hard you to explain. You told me that. Well, the, the, some of the other things, as you were saying them, uh, you did do. But, mm-hmm. like, not feeling like a woman. It's, it's hard to explain. It's yeah, because right? you, your body, I mean, I had that scar, but then your body is also going through so many changes. Like, it just doesn't feel sexy when you're, like, imagine as a woman who is I'm I'm a girly girl. I love to dress yeah. up. I love makeup. I love high heels and all that stuff. And then I'm taking radiation. Like I am technically a threat to society. And my body, I had that burn. Remember I had that burn on the whole left side of my face and my neck. I'm tired. I'm puffy. I can't work out like I want to. I no longer felt like my sexy self and I just that and I tell everyone who's on my online membership, whenever you start to have negative self-talk so bad, it's going to pour over in other aspects of your life, whether that be food and the way you eat, whether that be your career or whether that be your relationships. And for me, my inner critic overflowed into my relationship with you. Yeah, your inner critic is strong. And it was it was worse then. So what kind of changes in me did you see post-cancer when I was going through it? And be honest, I mean, because looking back at it now, during the time, I was like, whatever, he's just being an asshole. He doesn't get it. But looking back, I realized how much I changed and how much I deflected, how much I put on like a defense mechanism, how much of walls I put up. I constantly put you through a lot for some weird reason. Yeah, well, I understand I actually think I understand why you did that, but why Why do you think you thought I was an asshole during that? Because there were moments where I we would start, and this is after radiation. It's this okay. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're, let's go thick of the thick. Absolutely. Yeah, Here but there go. was times where you're like, oh, you're different, or you're what do you mean when I said you're different? You you would say that. I know, but in what aspect? Give me. That's uh, what some... I. That's what I didn't realize because oh, we never. So you don't even remember Mm-mm. why I said you're different. No. Like not like you're different. You're going to make it. You're different because I love you this much. You're different because. No, it was more of a you're you're being different than what we were when we first started dating. Like you're being. Oh, you were being a pain in my ass. Yes. 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 Say you were. Being <laughs> in my ass. Man, that took a minute. Right. <laughs> well, but here's easier. the thing, though. <laughs> I didn't realize I was being a pain in your ass because for me, I was going through the emotions of trying to find myself again and being fearful about cancer and not feeling like a woman and not feeling like I'm deserving because I felt this is how awful. But remember how we were watching the Lance Armstrong yeah, yeah. 30 for 30 yesterday and the one woman said, if you got diagnosed with cancer post Lance live strong, your experience is much different because even before that, People of cancer felt very isolated. It felt very like, ew, or ugh. And that's kind of how I felt. Maybe a little bit. I felt very undeserving. I felt very much like a burden. And what happened is I deflected a lot of that on you. Well, yeah. 
So I, I have been in whatever. Doesn't that part? All right. So here's where. But we're, our relationship definitely changed post cancer. So this is what I was getting ready to say. I had to get her out of her own head mm-hmm. in order to just be like, "Hey, do you want to go grab a drink?" Right. Like right. she was so far yes removed, thinking that I was going to leave her, or I was undeserving of you. I thought that you think I was going to leave you. Absolutely. Yeah. I did. And yeah. that's why I constantly, I think I pushed you away on purpose without thinking. Yeah, I was you doing. got kind of, yeah. you got nasty with it. I did. You threw at me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And. But I wasn't going anywhere. No, but was. in my head though, again, you just, this is what's hard about cancer, especially in intimate relationships, is you want that person to be there for you. But at the same time, as someone who is in cancer patient shoes, doesn't know how to necessarily verbalize it because they're going through so much shit. I was going through so much internal shit. The internal part's a problem. Mm-hmm. This is, all right, so I've been on the outskirts of this a few times. Mm-hmm. My best friend passed away 1999. Mm-hmm. Ewing sarcoma pediatric bone cancer but like dude i'm a 20 year old guy like, yeah how am i gonna talk about this right you know what i mean how am i gonna talk about it? and he tried to and we you know we laughed and we deflect mm-hmm. you had thyroid cancer how am i going to explain this to me right you know what i mean mm-hmm. why is it a thing like we on the other end want exactly what you want Right. The, the physical end of mm-hmm. it, right? Like, you got to go through the chemo, you got to go through the radiation, right. whatever that is. We're sitting over here going, I'm used to fixing stuff, and I don't know how to fix it. Right. So, why won't you just tell me how to be? Because I am as lost as you are. Right. And, and we don't do that. And as a cancer patient, we don't think like that. At least I did not. I'm not no. going to speak for all of us, but I don't realize, and looking back, I do now realize how hard it was to probably be in that position along with me. Yeah, and you're sitting there trying to be tough enough to handle it on your own. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to handle it on your own. All the other people on on this side are saying, hey, give me something. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's going to get you a glass of water, give right. me something to help you, mm-hmm. to help heal you. Even though I, I'm not medicine. But let me be your family. Mm-hmm. And you're pushing us this way. And we, it, it, dude, it's like everything that's going on right now. Right. You go right, you go left. Let's just meet let's in the bring middle. It halfway in the middle. Yeah. And that's it. And, and for me, I was more than willing to do that with friends and family. But you were a different story because I was dating you. And there comes in the whole, and let's be real and honest. The sexual aspect of it, because afterwards, boom. <laughs> <laughs> but afterwards, I did not feel sexy, and I was like, "How is this man ever gonna want to have sex with me when I have this huge scar across my neck? Or how is he ever gonna find me sexy or want to take me out again, or like, or claim me as his girlfriend when I look like this?" Well, I don't care about that. I, I remember the night that we came home mm-hmm. and I remember laying in your bed and just, yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you slept with your arm around me all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And once you're my people, you're my people. That's it. Yeah. We got to move on. I don't want to <laughs> keep doing this. Why? <laughs> because I have a problem with emotions now. <laughs> <laughs> so please proceed. No, that's a, that's what we need to talk about, though, because I don't think I think a lot of women or men who are in relationships and get diagnosed with this, it's a it's a common fear. Am I going to be enough for these people or you almost feel undeserving of love when you're in that position because you feel like you're burdening those around you. It's a really weird. I know it is. And it is messed up. Like you would think that you would want to lean on those the most and soak that up. But instead you feel like a burden because I was going to have to go through a lot of stuff and you are an attractive, successful, funny, amazing man. Don't mention my butt right now. Okay, I with know a really good a, butt. Yeah, but very good butt. you were all those things. Why would you deserve a girl, a girlfriend with cancer? That's how I thought. Yeah, but I was already in love with you. I was already done. So. I know, but that's why it's important to talk about yeah. those aspects and those feelings. Because a lot of people who were or who are in my previous position are feeling this way you know so for you it was never a question of you wanting to be sexual with me in the future or thinking I was sexy it was never a question for you no never all right so I'm gonna go ahead and roll here Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of you Mm -hmm. the fit love as you look as you feel the whole nine if I couldn't see you, I would still, you know, get the smell of the fit love mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, it, it, take cancer out of the equation. You close your eyes. Everything goes away. Mm-hmm. It's done. doesn't matter. Recovery doesn't matter. Whatever. You're with who you love for as long as you can love them until somebody takes it away from you. That's it. Were you ever scared that it was going to be taken away from you when yeah. I was sick? Um, no, not with with your diagnosis, mm-hmm. no. Uh, but I, I just kind of worry about it as a normal person now. Yeah. But not back then. Mm-hmm. No. Now I'm just like, I'd rather you outlive me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to happen, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why my genes are so strong, but they feel pretty strong. I'm definitely kicking the bucket for you. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. God damn, but you're cuter. <laughs> so I really wanted to have that talk today because I think it's just really important. There's uh, With that Lance Armstrong 30 for 30, he made a really good point when it came to his Live Strong Foundation where he said it's one thing when children have cancer. That's a whole like St. Jude and it's a whole community behind that. Mm-hmm. It's also another thing when... Older people have cancer, right? But when you're a middle-aged young adult, there's not much spoken about that when it comes to, I'm a brand new mom, or I'm a woman who just launched her career, or I just started dating again. Or I'm the badass woman in a relationship, and I have a husband. No, no, no. But like you're right in the middle. Right, right exactly, right. Or I just got married, or I just started my own business, and all these things. But this is your wheelhouse, the, the tunnel. Right, but what I'm saying is it was it's so new and foreign to a lot of people who are currently in it or who are on the other side of it because as middle-aged young adults, it's not 
really talked about too much. Right. So hopefully I it's not much more. Right. Hopefully. So we wanted to talk about this. Uh, we decided to do a podcast tonight to just get talking again. Yeah, it's right? more for to honor my biceps. Oh my God! Bang. Why do you got to go there? Bang biscuit. Serious They're conversation, right look at this. and then you have to talk about your know, not serious biceps. Look at them. They're not serious. Monsters. No. They're monsters. Negative. On that note, <laughs> we're gonna end this podcast. You can find me at Erica Fit Love on Instagram, and where can you find you, Danny? At Danny McGady M C G E A. D-Y. Not Danny McGreedy. <laughs> nah, not McGreedy. <laughs> He's McGady, not McGreedy. Not McGreedy. <laughs> all right, guys. We will talk to you soon. Have a good night. We love all of you. Deuces.